Hey friends, Father Allen here. Welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath. So, did you make and try out the recipe I talked about last week? The chocolate avocado pudding? <laughs> did you like it? Did you make a lot of it? If you have any left, well, you better finish it up soon because guess what's coming? Ash Wednesday. So a word of thanks to begin to my mother. I love you. Praying for you. God bless you. She gave me this gift recently, this cup. I hope you can see what it says on the front. It says, never underestimate a priest who survived live stream masses, empty pews, and the 2020-21, now we'll add 2022, uh, pandemic. So that's a great little coffee cup here to have as part of my little kit for uh, sipping on the Sabbath. And a few of you asked me what this can is behind me. Take a little closer look here. Cold brew premium espresso coffee socks. <laughs> and it is what it is. It's coffee socks. Again, my mother gave me this, so God bless her uh, for that. And it contains, well, two pairs of socks, a pair of socks here, coffee socks. So isn't that great, right? So God bless you. Thanks again, mother. I'm uh, praying for you. I love you. You know that. And uh, hey, glad to have you here. So anyway, coffee socks. There we go. Add that to my little collection of stuff uh, behind us. Okay, so on Ash Wednesday, we start Lent. And the whole season of Lent really is an opportunity for us to put into practice the words of our first reading today, how the kiln tests the potter's vessel. Kiln the, the, the heating element, the uh, place, you know, whatever it is kind of thing. You put the, <laughs> you put the thing in there and anyway, it uh, warms up the pottery, I guess you'd say, and uh, hardens it and it becomes uh, useful. So that's what Lent is all about. We're going to get ourselves into the kiln and allow the Lord to heat us up. Uh, to warm us up, to purify us, and to strengthen us. And Lent comes from an old English word for spring. And uh, we are beginning to see very early, very cautious signs of the arrival of spring, which means a, a new uh, beginning. It's an opportunity for us to cooperate with the Lord and allowing him to have his way and do with us in our life whatever he wants, keeping in mind the fact that it always is ultimately for our good. It doesn't mean it's easy to go through or to experience, but ultimately it's for our good. So we want to experience a new beginning, a new springtime, a new awakening in our spiritual life, and we cooperate uh, with the Lord in that. This new way of seeing, a new vision uh, the Lord talks about that in the gospel. He says, how do you so easily see the speck in your neighbor's eye and you don't notice the log in your own eye? So what ways are we blind to the reality around us, blind to what is going on in our life, blind to what the Lord is trying to do in our life, in the world, and so focused on everybody else that we're missing opportunity from the Lord Jesus. So Lent is this this time. It's it's very precious time that we have, and the Lord is offering it to, to us. And so when we receive ashes on Ash Wednesday, it is said to us, repent and believe in the good news. And hopefully you're able to get to church on Ash Wednesday, or perhaps have a liturgy of the word service and to receive uh, the ashes. 
And in the Hebrew language, repent means to turn around. And in the Greek language, it means to change your mind. And so how do I need to turn around? How do I need to change my mind? And there's a lot of things going on in our world today. I don't need to list them or mention them. You know, you know them as well as I do. A lot of things going on in the world today that are causing us to be confused and we can get easily lost. And so again, the season of Lent is our opportunity to say, Lord, I'm lost. I've got myself turned around. I need to change my mind, change my attitude, change my outlook. Jesus help me and he does give us this, this grace that is so unnecessary in each of our lives here today because I want to be found. I want to take that idea, that idea of being found, just put it over here for a minute. I'm going to come back to it in, in a few moments. But we, 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 again, we have this season of Lent and one of the most effective spiritual tools that we have in our toolbox is fasting. Now, fasting is not dieting. Sometimes we think, yay, it's Lent. I can lose a couple of pounds that I've kind of accumulated over the winter. Too much <laughs> chocolate, avocado pudding. But uh, fasting is not dieting. In fasting, and I'll talk about three different types of fasting, we really want to uncover the spiritual hunger that we have and allow the Lord to satisfy that hunger not turning to people, places, things, stuff, you know, in life that we turn to to find satisfaction when in reality is Jesus himself alone who is the satisfaction of all the desires of our heart. And we have fasting at the level of the stomach, the one that we're probably most familiar with. Here we abstain from particular uh, food or drink that we uh, like. Our Father Bob Adar, the founder of the, of the Companions of the Cross, used to say that fasting is remaining in a state of mild hunger. Yes, I could have something. I could have a snack right now or a piece of cake or some chocolate avocado pudding, but I don't really need it right now. And if I want it later, I can have it later. Or if I want to have it tomorrow, I can have it tomorrow. But it's say, no, Jesus, I want you to be the satisfaction of that. And really to experience willingly, that is hunger, what so many people in the world experience unwillingly. Then we have fasting at the level of the limbs, the hands, eyes, ears, the senses, and we, we abstain from particular activities, social media, for instance, uh, television, the phone, etc. Anything that would distract us, we turn down the noise of the world in order to hear the voice of the Lord. And we come to the realization, quite humbly, that we can spend a lot and a lot of time just wasting away on frivolous activities. So Jesus, I want to give those times over to you instead of using them for my own selfish purpose. Ultimately, it leads to a third level of fasting, which is fasting at the level of the heart. Here, I want to experience a new heart. I want to experience a new life, a new way of relating with the Lord, heart to heart, his sacred heart beating with love for me. And the Lord talks about this in the gospel. He says that out of the treasures of the heart, the good produce, good person produces 
fruit. It's from my heart flows a desire that others would encounter Jesus as well, because I know that Jesus and having him in my life, at the center of my life, makes a world of difference. And my heart beats in union with his sacred heart, not only for me personally, but also for all the people in the world. So this season of Lent, again, this time that we come together uh, with the Lord and praying with and for each other, many opportunities in our culture today where we can find ourselves being lost. But it's the beginning of Lent that we put on our forehead uh, the ground up, burnt up palms from last year. And these ashes on our forehead symbolize externally what we want and invite Jesus to do for us internally. Ashes or dust or a sign of renovation project or a building project. We know how busy and dusty that scene can be. Well, we say, Lord Jesus, make of my heart and my life a renovation project. I need a bit of an upgrade here in my life, Lord. Things are looking a bit sad, looking a bit tired, a little bit saggy. <laughs> Jesus, just like, give me a, give me a new look, right? And uh, I mean, it's, we say it kind of tongue-in-cheek, uh, smiling and laughing, but it's serious business, giving the Lord permission to do with us as he wishes. Ashes are also, when combined with water, uh, a cleaning agent. They're coarse and gritty. They can be used to, with a little bit of elbow grease uh, to uh, wear off some like clingy stuff on surfaces, right? Like as we go through life, uh, we're like things kind of cling to us, right? Like residualness of, of disordered behaviors, sinful uh, decisions, etc. Just wash all that away, Lord uh, Jesus. But one of the most effective illustrations of this concept of ashes symbolizing what happens internally to us is that ashes are a sign of a fire that has gone out. So where in my life at one time was I on fire? Not only for my spiritual life, but also for my family life, work, school, my vocation, relationship, prayer life of Jesus, all that, right, can over time just gradually, slowly, you know, diminish. And so these ashes we have in our forehead are our way of saying, Lord Jesus, just stir back up in my heart the flame of faith. I want to be on fire, Lord Jesus, for love of you. So we take both these concepts, the first part being that we are found in the season of Lent because we're often lost, and secondly, the, the idea of the ashes being ground up, and we put them together. We are ground, and we are found. And that gives me the perfect uh, launch pad or way of wrapping up this episode by saying that I'm going to start for the Sundays of Lent a Bible study called Ground and Found. I even have a new uh, background, a new set uh, design with some graphics on that. Uh, just like coffee, beans, and they need to be ground in order for us to find their aroma, their potency, their flavor, well, so in the spiritual life. So we're not going to follow necessarily the scripture readings for each Sunday as we go through the various Sabbaths of a Lent. Um, but I am going to just tr try to incorporate that this whole idea of how Lent really is a time for us to be worked on by the Lord. And 
it's just going to be wonderful. I know it is. So praise God for that. And this is because of your ongoing uh, generosity and your prayers. The Lord continues to inspire uh, and encourage me. And I appreciate your comments and your uh, promises of prayers and your uh, temporal support uh, for this ministry. So we're just going to give the Lord permission now. We're going to end with prayer here. Giving the Lord permission to even now begin to do in our life whatever he wants in this uh, season of Lent. And as we journey through the Gospel of Luke, we're going to look for opportunities for us to apply the scriptures to our life and how the Lord is still very much alive, very much at work. I know it's not easy. Situations are difficult. Here, living in the nation's capital, it's a, it's a very interesting time. A lot, of, a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear uh, in our city. But the Lord is still the Lord. And he's in charge, and I want to surrender myself uh, over to him. So, so let's, let's pray. So Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time to reflect upon your word. And we already now, Lord Jesus, want to give you permission to inspire in us, Lord, various disciplines of Lent that you are inviting us to do in cooperation with yourself. How, Lord Jesus, how would you have us spend the season of Lent in prayer, fasting, almsgiving? We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would already now at this moment just begin to smooth away, Lord, just take away any roughness in our life, Lord Jesus, all stuff, Lord, that just kind of clings to us. That you would mold and shape us, Lord Jesus, form us even more so into the person that you want each of us to be. That we would fit, Lord Jesus, that we would take on the role that you have for us, Lord, on the front lines of the new evangelization. Just wear away, Lord, any rough corners in our life, Lord. Any, any and all defects of character, Lord Jesus, want to surrender all those over uh, to you. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just stir up as much dust as you want in our life, Lord. So much dust, Lord, that we're coughing and sneezing. But Lord, help us understand that even though it's inconvenient, it's not easy, it's difficult, uncomfortable, you are at work, Lord. You are at work in our life, expanding our capacity to receive more of you, Jesus. That you would, Lord Jesus, again, just wash us clean, Lord. Wash us clean in the mercy of your love, power, and peace, Lord. And stir up, send forth your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, into each of our lives. Just stir up into a fire, Lord. Once again, our faith and our confidence in you, Jesus. May others, Lord Jesus, see in us that you do make a difference, Lord. Lord Jesus, our world, our country, our city needs hope. And you, Lord Jesus, are that hope. So help us, Lord Jesus. Help us to comfort. Help us to encourage. Help us to support, Lord Jesus, those who themselves are lost, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus, with words and actions that we would introduce them to you, Jesus, and that they, like us, Lord Jesus, could be found. But it does involve being ground, Lord. It is your way, Jesus. It's your way we want to know and your way we want to follow.
pray especially, Lord, for that one person listening today who's carrying a really heavy burden, Lord, of fear and anxiety and worry, any and all things in their life, Jesus, that you would, at this moment, Lord, begin to bring about a healing, spiritual, emotional, physical healing in their life, Jesus. Do the same in all of our lives, Jesus. Wherever we are in need of healing and a restoration and wholeness, Jesus, we give you permission to just go ahead and do that, Lord. And we say thank you, Jesus, even before we know what it is you want to do. Mother Mary, St. Joseph, and all of our patron saints, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. God bless your day there. We'll see you next time. There'll be a different set in behind me here. Very exciting times. In the meantime, if you have any prayer requests, send them my way. You want to send me a comment, send them my way. Please do me a favor, like, share, subscribe, and we'll just carry on one day at a time. Remembering that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Bye-bye.